Hey guys. Hey, welcome back. It's Ken Jernigan, Carter, and Zach. Hope this you guys. Is... Go ahead. Oh, no. Go. I was gonna say, I hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving. I sure enjoyed my holiday. Uh, that's just me personally. Uh, yeah, we're back with episode ten, I believe. I think it's ten. Somebody yeah. Say. Yeah, it's episode ten of <clears throat> Roundtable Radio. Um, thank you guys for listening last week and the comments and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we're back and we have we do not have a guest this week. We'll, we will have one next week, but. So look out for that. But um, we're going to start the show off with um, our favorite our favorite madman, a.k.a. Kanye West. Um, he did a slew of interviews last week. He did one with The Breakfast Club, which I actually enjoyed. I watched The Breakfast Club interview last week. And um, Charlemagne, I, I, actually, I actually appreciate Charlemagne's... Yeah, Charlemagne's hilarious, first of all. But I appreciate Charlemagne's um, honesty with him. And Charlemagne kind of came from, like, the same place where I come from. He was a fan of Kanye West. He feels Kanye has a bad um, circle around him, and um, which I think is true because I think Kanye is surrounded by Who's Charlemagne? Charlemagne, it's his, full, his, like, radio personality, his radio personality's name is, like, Charlemagne the God. Is he French? No, he's just black. But um, oh. that's not, I shouldn't have said that. Because um, <laughs> you could be black or French, so sorry. But he, um... Yeah, Charlemagne. Charlemagne was real honest, and I appreciate Charlemagne doesn't really hold back punches, so he's funny and honest, which I appreciate throughout the interview. But um, Kanye, of course, he did the typical Kanye thing. He called himself like all kinds of Walt Disney and I'm Shakespeare. I'm Walt Disney on the track. He called himself Google. That's when I busted out (laughs) laughing. What is that? What he's looking and he said he's um. Oh my gosh, he's uh, Michelangelo, and he's looking for the Medici family to come fund him. Whatever. I've said this before. We talked about this before when David was on the show. Um, I said that Kanye has a lot of good points, and a lot of what he Mm. said is interesting. But the thing is that it's coming. It's the 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 bad thing is that Kanye oftentimes he gets in the way of what he's saying so much that people don't even want to hear or you know give weight to what he says. Kanye could get up and be like, the sky's blue. But people can be like, no, Kanye, it's not blue. Just because it's Kanye saying it, and the way that he comes about, he goes about saying it, just totally kind of ignorant and, I don't want to say wrong, but wrong. Wrong. Yeah. So he said that. And then he did an interview also last, I think it was the day after The Breakfast Club. He went on Sway's show. Sway, the guy with the big um, hat from MTV. We don't know what's under his hat, but he went on Sway's show. under the Everything. Hat. Just the mysteries of the world. He went on Sway's show, and Sway started asking him about the stuff. And you know, Kanye was doing his normal, I need Medici. Who's going to be Medici? The Medici family. You ain't got the answers. Yes. And then you was, ain't got the answers. And Sway was like, so why don't you fund yourself? And you ain't got the answers. Yeah, that's where Kanye just lost it and just unraveled. <laughs> and, I mean, him and Sway went back and forth with it for, like, a straight three minutes. What I do appreciate also with Sway and um, Charlemagne, Sway wasn't like, because I, I think most people, if they didn't, if they weren't prepared, no, if they weren't prepared and Kanye started yelling on their show, they'd be like, all right, okay, well, never mind, yeah. But yeah, like, but Sway was basically like, yo, you ain't got to, like, turn up like that. Don't just turn calm, up. Yeah. You, you ain't got down. the answers. Because him and Sway have, him and Sway kind of go back with their relationships, but I applaud Sway um, for doing Anybody else want to say something about that? Okay, well, I think it's sort of like a self-control thing because you can't go and do publicity and get your mind right and then freak out. You have to have self-control. This goes back to the Taylor Swift thing where he said afterwards, oh, I'm Ooh. just drunk. Well, if you're drunk and at an awards stadium, that's a professional setting. If you're a singer or artist and you go there drunk, you don't have self-control then and you don't have self-control now if you're doing a sway show and you flip out. And you need to bring it down from a 10 to a 2 sometimes. I don't really know. I can't speak for Kanye personally because I don't know Kanye personally, of course. He's Kanye and I'm just me but the way he comes off with his the way he presents himself 
seems like he desperately wants to be the cockiest person in the planet. See, that's not the thing. See, that's, the thing is, I just wish Kanye. I wish somebody would sit down with Kanye and because Charlemagne also said that he thinks that Kanye has like a whole bunch of yes men around him because he said like um. What was it? He's, they talked about the Bound he, 2 he video. He just might, yeah. Yeah, they talked about the Bound 2 video and how horrible it was. And Kanye was like, oh, Trash. that's what I was going for and all this stuff. I think if somebody would just sit down and like talk to Kanye. Like, and I be dare like, you to make a bad video. That's what he like, did. Yeah, and be like, Kanye, you know, what you're saying may have a little weight to it. But you going on and like screaming and turning up on these radio stations like and ranting every night in like masks and stuff. Like, like I, I honestly do believe that something's a little like wrong with Kanye. Like he might be a little chemically imbalanced. Or, yeah, I think some. I don't think it's drugs. I think he's just angry, and I. I mean, he's he lost his mom like what five years ago, and I truly don't think he's ever gotten the help that he needed. Um, I think he kind of just poured himself into music, which okay, but you also need some help. Um, I mean, I'm glad he has a family now, and he's kind of. I think he's trying to turn it around or whatever, but it's just, it's kind of sad almost to see somebody who like you kind of know that they're like what they're saying. Well, yeah, but, well, like what. Yeah, what he's saying is right, or what he's saying has weight to it, but it's just, like, you can't take him, like, even I can't take him seriously, and I try to. Like, I, I'm not even a fan of Kanye West's music anymore, and I haven't been for a while, but, like, I try to at least listen to him, but it just, like, it just gets lost in all, like, the bravado and just the extras and the ranting. I mean, this man literally rants every night of his concert. Like, he has a new, fresh rant every concert, every night. Like, how do you rant every single I can't, night? I don't know. You can't even do that, Carter. I I, you rant more than anyone else I, I can't even do it, but I don't rant in a jeweled mask. That's the difference. Maybe. But maybe I don't. Not. Maybe I need a jeweled mask, and that'll just give me the power. I don't think I'm supposed to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, <laughs> Do whenever it. I'm at work, I have a boss and another boss. One of them's rude to me, and the other one's really nice to me. But when the one that's rude to me, when he yells at me, that's when I feel like a slave out here working, doing a job I don't really love. And I can relate to him. Maybe there's some kind of greed where Kanye's making a hundred million, and he only sees ten of it, that's, and he's got a lot of greedy people behind him, and that's, that's what's point. upsetting him. Kanye, Kanye is mad at the whole corporation um, machine because, as you guys know, well, the thing is, he um, he had the he's released two shoes. Yeah, he's released two shoes on Nike, and his whole frustration is that Nike A didn't. I don't think they gave him as much as he wanted for it, and they're kind of read your contract. Well, they're kind of reluctant to call him a partner, and he asked them. He has another one supposed to come out, the Red Octobers, and he asked them recently when are the Red Octobers supposed to come out, and they were like, oh, I'll get back to you. So Kanye's whole thing, and he's also had, like, deals with Louis Vuitton and stuff, and he's having issues with people taking him seriously. Kanye's whole thing is that he kind of wants – well, the thing is, Kanye – he was for a while, believe it or not. The thing is, Kanye wants to, I guess, bypass the whole corporate – like ladder of and kind of have he wants to really own his own his own brand so that he can a because on the breakfast club they kind of like they kind of skinned on him for charging like 150 dollars for a t-shirt what kanye was saying was that he didn't choose that but he didn't set the price for that so i think kanye kind of wants to set out to have his own stuff be the image behind it and kind of decide how he distributes it what the price point is for it who it's released to who it's geared to and all that stuff so look kanye you okay i don't i don't i'm not the biggest kanye fan um Personally, I'm not big on his his songs, but I still respect the fact that he's a great rapper as far as rapping is concerned. Um, great producer as well. He produces a lot of his own beats from what I understand. I think he's got that side of things taken care of. Um, whether you like his music or not, I think you know he's, he's proven that he can put out consistent, great-selling music. Uh, I think when he's going to get past that hump is whenever he starts to, to behave himself a little better. We got some crazy stuff going on in the studio. Anyways... He's got to look at the people like Jay-Z, um, 
Diddy, all those guys that have the rap history, and yet they know at the end of the day when they want to be a businessman, they set time aside, yeah. act professional, and be a businessman. See, I agree with that because he is good friends with Jay. I mean, Jay Z is basically like his big brother. But I kind of understand where Kanye wants to go beyond that because at the end of the day, Jay Z. Well, at the end of the day, Jay Z is a businessman, and his you know he kind of holds weight in that realm, and yeah. he's friends with Warren Buffett and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, Jay Z isn't to the point himself where he owns his stuff a hundred percent, and I think that's where Kanye wants to go and kind of surpass that. And I understand that it's, he feels like he hit a glass ceiling, but I mean, I don't, I don't feel like he's being taken any more seriously just because he's going on these radio shows and yelling about it or yelling into an arena of twenty thousand people every night. Like I don't think that's going to help people take him seriously. No one's going to take him. As a professional, if he consistently acts unprofessionally, that's all I'm going to say on that matter. He's got to step it up, get it together, and then maybe people will sit down and listen to what he has to say if, about wanting to become a businessman. Yeah, but um, Kanye, get your mind right. And um, maybe Sway doesn't have all the answers, but maybe you could just – I really want you to take a break. I think after you finish up this Yeezus tour and do whatever, I think I, you and your family need to go take a break and stop putting Kim – Stop talking about just Kim. Just so I, yeah. I just feel like he – I mean, somebody said that he uses her kind of like as a puppet. Because I feel like he – I understand his, like, whole wanting to kind of, you know, vouch for her because she gets a lot of flack and he wants to do this for her and he wants to get her out of here. But, like, the more you talk about her, the more, like, annoyed people get. Like, every time Kanye goes on interviews, like, they had uh, Kate Upton on Vogue as Marilyn Monroe. Everybody know Kim's the next Marilyn Monroe. Like, Kanye, just stop talking about it. Like, that sounds so corny. Yeah, we know that you love her and you're going to go hard for her and you're in her corner and stuff like that, and rightfully so. But just stop. Like, it's getting kind of corny and annoying. And you're not being attacked all the time. You're attacked like once every two weeks. And whenever they attack you, you help them get publicity. You help that snowball roll you into an avalanche or whatever. Yeah. You, Kim and Nori, just go somewhere for like a year. Let that baby Take grow a break. normally. You got the money. Take a break. Yeah. Go sit down, draw you some sketches of some shoes and some clothes yeah, and come on back. a nice pen and paper. Come back with a fresh mind and you can just run the world. Yeah. You and Chris. Okay. So, so what's that? What's been happening lately in the news? I've seen recently somebody has passed away, and it's all over social media. Yeah. Um, okay. So it. Paul Walker, he's forty. He died today. Um, he was best known for yeah. He died yesterday, but it didn't hit till this morning. Um, he was, was best known for media. the series Fast and Furious. He's actually twenty nine. He looks like twenty two or whatever. He was forty, but he 40. looks twenty nine. Wow. Um, he survived by his daughter. And that the weird thing about this story was I read in the New York Times that they found his car with his driver. Well, he was a passenger. And the, t- the car had been torched and was on fire. Well, no, it's exploded. They said when the police showed up that there was, the car had been torched and was on fire. Well, it expo- I, think he, I believe he was a passenger in the car in the Porsche, and it lost control. No. And I think he crashed into a tree or a building. a building. I'm not mega familiar. I know when you say torched, though, that could mean burnt. Do you mean like someone threw a torch at the car? Like, what no. are you trying to say, Kent? No, he the the car burst in. Yeah, please don't say anything. The car the car burst into flames is what apparently happened. Okay. So um, yeah. So he died last night and it broke. And I'm gonna be honest. I still don't know who Paul Walker is. I just I know feel, he's in Fast and Furious. From yeah, and I've never seen with. any of those movies. But the local time was three thirty in the afternoon, which is a little weird for me. I think. Kent has some conspiracy theories going on. Illuminati. Illuminati. But um yeah, condolences go out to his family and his daughter especially and um his co his um okay his coworkers um in the industry and whatnot. Um I just feel like of course Twitter was just a firestorm last night. This is a this is a great topic. I, I wanna talk a little more about this. Yeah, yeah. Twitter was just a firestorm. Um actually there's a good graph. I'm gonna try to find it. 
Carter's doing a little research here, but uh, last night we were talking about on Twitter, everybody was tweeting about it. Um, it was over Facebook, from what I hear. I'm not a Facebooker personally, but somebody Instagram, you know, people were Instagramming Rip, Paul Walker. A lot of things were going on. Um, yeah, there's a, one of my favorite bloggers, um, Lovey. She runs the Awesomely Lovey blog. She has a post from 2010 that she actually retweeted last night. It's called The Stages of Twitter Grief or Celebrity Deaths. And it's like she has like a graph, like a diagram. It says the stages of grief or celebrity deaths. And it starts with the rumor of celebrity death. It goes on to the argument of validity of source. Then it goes on to confirmation by a major news source. Then it goes to grief. And then it goes to argument on how folks grieve. And that's basically what we saw unfold on Twitter. And every time something happens, it's just like – because I think somebody reported – literally, it happened step by step. Like somebody – I was off Twitter when it happened, but I watched – when I went back, I kind of caught up. Somebody reported, and people were like, oh, well, you know, TMZ, they're not reputable. We're not going to listen. So it was like 20 minutes of people fighting over whether or not TMZ was right. And then AP um, Associated. The press um, confirmed it, and then it was confirmed on his Facebook and Twitter pages. So they confirmed it. Then people were, like, you know, doing their normal grieving thing and posting pictures. And then, like, as the night progressed, like, slowly around midnight, it just got into a, you know, people posting things like, well, you know, 20 20 babies in India just died in a village. Do you care about them? And just, like, a whole bunch of stuff, like, which, okay, we get it, but, like, that's not appropriate at all. For you, like, and then people are like, oh, y'all don't really care about Paul Walker. Y'all just want retweets. Like, this is a whole bunch of trolling just happened. And so it went exactly like that. I think there's some interesting scenarios there. You talk about the, the children in India dying and, and things of that nature. Well, I agree with that, and I think that's – I don't think one person's death carries more weight than another person. Like, is they're more valuable? Um, of course, they garner more public attention because of their their career. But at the same time, I believe ultimately the biggest issue I have with that is that it's disrespectful towards the person who just died. It is. While while these people, while we need to be aware of the issues going on in other countries and people dying every day at the hands of starvation and other world issues, and I advocate um, going out and trying to conquer those as a community. Like, full-heartedly, I'm all for that. But at the same time, when you start saying things like that to devalue someone else's worth yeah. or someone else's death, then I think that's when we're crossing lines and you're disrespecting someone else. And I don't think that's worth um, supporting your cause or, like, or what are you talking about. you a tracker that. when you yeah. just – like, are you just – like continually logged into the food harvest website so you know when somebody dies like what it's just inappropriate like it's unnecessary like if you don't literally when it happened and i saw that it happened i had nothing to say because i don't know paul walker i was sad but i left it alone like i didn't feel a need and people should leave it alone because it's a respect thing you should respect to them i didn't like if you don't have anything nice to say just don't say like i had nothing to say at all because i didn't know them i was sad but like at the end of the day i had nothing to say like i didn't feel a need to kind of do this over the top like make a 15 second instagram collage of paul walker or like you know change my profile picture i didn't feel a need to do that because i didn't know him i was sad but i didn't feel a need to know nor did i feel a need to nor did i feel a need nobody did that just happened in my mind nor did i feel a need to like sit and be like well y'all didn't care about this when it happened so why is this why you care about paul walker like i didn't feel a need to do any of those i just saw what was happening i knew where it was going and i logged off that simple as that i don't understand why people have to do this all the time what happened in the bronx just don't i'm confused these, these transitions are bad <laughs> our third topic is the um it's fairly new the um there's a train derailment in the Bronx. Kent's our New York expert, although Carter's lived in New York, but okay, Kent so loves New York. on the edge of the Hudson River in the lower part of the Bronx where it meets Manhattan at, there was a curve in the 
in the road, and that's where the um, the train derailed along one of New York's busiest commuter lines, and they closed the whole North Metro North from Grand Central Station all the way up to the Bronx, which is like a good six miles. Um, the New York Fire Department chief, everybody was there before the cameras got there, which was good, and they had all the people, they had all the ferry boats and all that, getting people. They handled it very well. The governor with Como was there, but I think it's crazy that 60 people got hurt and that the train, four of the cars got derailed and then the other four flipped over sideways. Like, that's literally crazy, and four people died. In the Metro North, for about 20 years, an agency spokesman said that the train had three conductors and its crew on board. And regularly when you're riding the train, they have New York City transit people riding the train in different cars just to make sure everybody's okay and people know, have questions they can ask them. But mm-hmm. I just think it's crazy that we don't know how it derailed or any of that, that kind of stuff yet. And we'll see how many of those 60 people that are injured end up dying. Our hearts definitely go out to those people that were involved in this incident. Um, okay. We just want to ask you ask some follow-up questions. I'm not a train rider. I know Kent and Carter. Carter used to ride the train uh, back and forth from school, freshman year. Uh, freshman what year. train? Oh. Didn't you, didn't you ride Amtrak? Yeah. yeah. Um, Kent's ridden trains before. I'm not I'm not much of a train traveler. But in light of this, I feel like a few weeks ago, not a few weeks, maybe it was a few months ago, this happened in uh, Argentina, I believe, when the Pope yeah. was coming to town. There's been instances back and forth of trains derailing. In light of this, what do you, what do you guys view as, like, your perspective, your perception of, um, of like, train transport. Like, do you think ultimately, like, this is going to harm the industry? Like, are people going to start drifting away from using trains? To get from Astoria to the Bronx is, like, 20 minutes by car. But if you take this, whatever you call it, Metro New York, yeah. it's going to take an hour. Like, it takes three times as long, but it's a way cheaper. Like, in, I know in Atlanta mm-hmm. you can get anywhere in the city for 250 because that's yeah. how much it costs yeah, you're to right. get in and then get back in. I don't – I mean, I used to – yeah, I used to ride the Amtrak last up to no fresh. I didn't ride it last year, freshman year when I didn't have my car, and God delivered me from that. So I don't really mess with Amtrak like that. I think Amtrak is just <laughs> the worst thing in the world. That yeah, Amtrak. That's another topic for another day. Um, I don't. I mean, I, if I lived in a city where we had like a good transit system, like a metro, I would. I think I would definitely yeah. ride it. Yeah, especially yeah. So I think I would definitely ride it. Um, this appears to be like a freak accident. I don't think this happens too often. But um, it's scary. I mean, they were right near the water, so it could have been worse. That's a great point. The ended up like six inches from the river, and then they were right at a train stop, so that like right before it. And the place is called, well, it was the Hudson Line Trail, and it was the end line. It was called Poughkeepsie, New York. Oh, Poughkeepsie. That's a fun name to say. Just throwing that it's out right there. right north of Manhattan where the Bronx Poughkeepsie. is Manhattan. Poughkeepsie. All right. Well, for our next topic, we're taking it to the sports world. Wait. Um, so, um, I know. But we have to give these people transitions. Um, so, yeah. Our, now we're talking about sports. <laughs> our prayers go out to the people in um, the Bronx. I'm sure we'll have way more updates next week. I just want to find out later on if they end up making um, – making more regulations, stricter regulations on train transport, or if, um, you know, they spend a lot of costs into looking into safety issues, or if they're kind of like, well, this is a, a rare incident, we're Free just going to move on. Obvious. Or if it's one of those things where, you know, especially mentioning that it was so close to the water in this case, are they going to put up some kind of, like, permanent fencing or concrete barrier to keep trains from, from flipping into the water? Or, like, I wonder if there's going to be any long-term ramifications from this, or if this or one was one-time incidents. Yeah. Or arrests, because or arrest. somebody's yeah, going to have to get arrested. Next thing you know, it's going to end up like the, like the like the state fair. Yeah, like the state yeah. fair. Somebody's <laughs> going to get 
arrested for manslaughter, I would assume. At least there's no carnies involved with this one. That makes it a little less sketch. Yeah. But so um, our last topic, Zach, do you want to? Yeah, this is a, a particular interest to me. Um, I guess I'm the sports guy around the studio. Um, I'm a huge fan of college football. Um, for anyone that follows college football, this season you've kind of noticed that Jameis Winston and the Florida State Seminoles have lit up college football um, with Alabama losing yesterday, they're one of two uh, remaining undefeated teams in the major uh, conferences. Um, Florida State's gone and had an awesome year. Jameis Winston's clearly led this team during his freshman year. Like This is his first year playing football uh, full-time at a college level, guys. So uh, he's led the team, and all these people have supported him coming out saying, oh, yeah, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy, which for those of you who don't know, Heisman Trophy is for the best college football player each year. People have been like, oh, yeah, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Hands down, he's the best player in college football. And then I believe three, four weeks ago, news breaks, he's involved in allegations with the rape case from a year ago. Um, the, the case of been put on hold just come out a few weeks ago, and people are, are backing up like, whoa, we can't vote for this guy now. He's, you know, we can't vote for him on the Heisman if he's involved in this case. Um, so that, that got a lot of attention. Um, this week, I think the latest has come out that the case looks kind of weak, and it's probably going to be dropped, although Heisman votes are due this week. And we don't know if we're going to get an answer about the case of um, well, this, this lawsuit um, this coming week. So we don't know if we're going to find the details of, of what happened in the case out before the votes come in. So just kind of like a first question for you guys. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's all good. But um, a couple questions I have for you guys about this case. Do you guys think that... Um, being involved in this case and these allegations should affect the way voters vote for him for this football-based award. Do you think this is one of those things where people should say, oh, I'm not voting for this guy because he's involved in this case, or is this one of those things where it's a football award, he's played the best football, we've got to give him the award? I don't think, um, from the outside looking in, I think that it would behoove everyone associated with this, including the Heisman Association or whoever runs that, the NCAA, right? Um, I believe the Heisman is voted for by um, a multitude of like sports writers and like uh, analysts. Okay, so them. Yeah. Um, I think it would behoove them to kind of wait this out. If that means, if that means not giving him this, the award this year, then I think that I think that that would I think it would be good for you know just for being cautious because I think that. If it does, if they do give him the Heisman Award, and God forbid, like a couple weeks later, it comes out that, oh, he did rape this girl, then I think it's going to be like, you know, like egg on their face, because you know, because they just kind of went along with it, and mm-hmm. I think it's just going to reflect badly. So I would definitely wait if they can, or just kind of pass him over this year. I don't, I don't think, I don't, because I just don't think it would be a good look if they gave him the award and then it comes out that he did rape this woman. Kent, do you have anything to say about college football in general? The the Heisman goes out to college football players, right? The Heisman goes to the best college football player in the country. And from what it looks like, Jameis Winston is the best college football player in the country right now. But do you think... Who else is a runner-up for this? uh, Right now, it looks like maybe Johnny Manziel. um, I like that name better. He sounds Italian. All right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What was the other question you wanted to ask? I just wanted to ask, additionally... um, Talk about, you know, if he comes out that he's involved in this, and, you know, I, I do think the character should be taken into consideration for this award. But at what point, if, you know, we don't have the, the answer about whether or not he's involved with this case, or, well, he is involved clearly. Um, the DNA places him there. But um, whether or not he's guilty, do you think we can hold somebody accountable 
um, when voting for an award for something they've been accused of as opposed to just something I – mean, it's one thing to be convicted of something and say, oh, well, he's a convicted rapist. We can't vote for him. I understand that. I empathize with that. I get that. But is it is it fair to say he's been accused of something we're gonna we're not gonna vote for him because of that? Do you think that's kind of you know too far, or what what kind of draws the line there? Not necessarily. I mean, of course not. You know, but I think with who is the associate the people that are given the it's like sp- it's like sports writers they yeah. vote I think acro- all across the country. I think but they have. I mean, they have some national credibility, right? Yeah, they're they're all like okay. national or regional. Sports so I think writers. when it comes to like a case like that, the voters not so much. I mean, if you want to vote for him, if you think that he's a cool guy and you don't believe that he raped somebody, fine, that's on you. But I think with a a national organization that has like credibility, I think maybe they should wait because it's gonna look it's just gonna look a little. I think uh, people are going to criticize them if it comes out that he did rape this woman and that yeah and that they gave him the award i think people are going to come out and say well you know you should have put it on hold or maybe pass him over for this year so i think for them it should definitely be like a red flag or something yeah can't just said yeah i love it so um did we have any follow-up topics you guys anything else going on right now no we're skipping over the um union county fiasco this week but yeah, we'll talk about that when we have further updates. No one's they, they made arrests initially, but no one's been charged or anything like that. So, um, I was going to do what's trending, but everything is either what's going on in the NFL. Or Christmas. Christmas is is here. I'm happy it's December. Um, Paul Walker trending again. I think we already touched on that enough for today. Oh, yeah, is everybody listening to Christmas music now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gladly yeah. listening to Christmas I've music. I've been listening to her. Her album's not that bad. I've been listening to Christmas music what's, since like November first. Quick questions in. What's your favorite Christmas song and your favorite Christmas album? Or what are you listening gotcha. to right now? My favorite. Go. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jing, jangle. Bob, Barbara Streisand. Okay. What is is that a song? I heard Barbara Streisand. So I'll have to hear that. I've never heard my it. My favorite Shout out. Christmas song is, um, no, it's Last Christmas by Wham. That's my favorite Christmas song of all time. I don't know why. That's, I just love and said you and Medea love that. I don't that. know what that had to do with anything. I just love that Christmas song. My favorite Christmas album, it's it's between. <laughs> my favorite Christmas album is probably between um, Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to You, which are the two Mariah Carey Christmas albums. I can't really pick one, so those are my Yeah, favorites. I would have to say my favorite Christmas song has got to be um, All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. That song, look, I will shout it from the mountaintops. She hit all the notes on that Not one. in 2013. Um as far as the Christmas album, th- I know this Christmas I've been listening to Michael Bublé's Christmas album a lot. I think that's Carter's probably his second or third favorite, right? I don't. If I wanted to listen to Frank Sinatra, I would listen to Frank Sinatra. I don't know what Michael I just Bublé don't understand why we don't like Michael Bublé. I don't know what that is. He's not even Thanks. like, I'm not saying he's great. I'm saying he has a great looks, Christmas album. Sure. He looks like a great advertisement for plastic surgery or something. He has had like 12 he or 13. He like a Los Angeles, like... Like Frank Sinatra, sh- like impersonation show, like in Vegas. Yeah, if he did like his traveling act, I think it'd be just great. He would put on the little fedora and he would just prosper. But I don't. Other than that, I don't know. We're we're on the subject of Christmas. Any like favorite Christmas movies? What are you like looking for? I love to Target. When it comes to Christmas, I love Target. <laughs> That's a huge. My shout favorite out. Christmas movies. I probably have a couple. My favorite Christmas oh, movie. We could talk about Christmas all day. Here. Okay. Um, my favorite Christmas movies are The Polar Express. Um, a Christmas Story and Christmas with the Cranks and Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. We're fine. These people ain't got nothing to do. We're fine. 
and the Santa Claus movies. I think the first two are really good. I don't know about the third one where they had like, yeah, Jack Frost and all that. They kind of that. fell down. But those are my favorite. What about your favorite Christmas movies? I like The Grinch and um, and Elf is really really funny. I oh, love Elf. Yes, that's we like can't my favorite. Not talk about Elf. Elf is great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's my favorite. What about you, Zach? Uh, Elf is definitely up there. I think um, number. I watched Christmas Vacation this weekend with my brother. It's still kind of funny. It's a little, little raunchy oh, for a Christmas movie, but I never really watched. I mean, it's pretty. With, National Lampoon. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, watched that this weekend. I uh, watched Home Alone a few weeks ago, trying to get yeah, the Christmas spirit ahead of time. I guess I cheated like going ahead of time. My favorite Christmas movie, though, without a doubt, A Christmas Story. Yeah, I watch that all day. Comes on 24 hours. As long as TBS is bringing it on for 24 hours during Christmas, I'm going to be watching it during Christmas. I have it on DVD. I've already watched it this year. That's my favorite. What, I also... What? Do we have hate in the studio for A Christmas Story? Yeah. I also... They're not talking this week. I also have... um. <laughs> No, but kick them out. They're not. I also have one of my favorite other my other favorite Christmas movies is the silent movie. It's kind of creepy, but it's called The Snowman. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the book, but the whole movie is like a silent movie based on the book. That sounds creepy. Yeah, I used to be terribly afraid of it when I was younger, but I just love the movie. And it's just they don't talk or anything, and the, the snowman comes to life and they do all this fun stuff. But that's another thing that I like to watch. Go look it up on YouTube. It's up there. What are you asking for for Christmas? Just curious. Just quick. First thing I'm on your list. I'm not asking for much. I'm probably going to ask for money and stuff because, yeah, because I have to say. Ken, are you carving apples? Okay. This I is love really it. Going or maybe wrong. it's a pair. It's, it's having a good yeah, time. I'm, I'm just asking for money and necessities because I'm studying abroad, so that's about it. I'm trying a pair. I don't I don't really eat pears. It should be fun. What are you asking for? Yeah, what you asking for for Christmas, Camp? A happy very nice snowy Christmas. We'll see y'all back next week. World peace. Ca- okay. Well, um, you ain't got the answers. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to episode <laughs> ten of Roundtable Radio. Um, we'll see y'all next week. You can follow us. I don't know what's going on. That Kent is trying to. We got pairs. <laughs> really leave this. We room. got pairs in the studio. Thank you for listening this week. Um, as usual, find us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Can the can the uh, uh, okay? Um, yep. Subscribe to us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Download the podcast app and you will get notified you when you upload a new The Kent Jernigan, Zachary S. Daniels, and Life of the Carter. Carter. Yes. And thank you. We will have a new guest next week. Um, Hope you guys have an awesome week and we'll catch you next time. Peace.